There is something about music where it's a unifying language, and there there is something that draws people in about music. And I I, I would say this that we should never undermine the power that worship and praise and music can play in our youth ministries to help connect people. All right, well, I'm here with Lockie Holmes, everyone's favorite worship leader. <laughs> That's the tag. There you go. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, everyone wow. loves you, man. That's You're a, great. It's an honor. No, thanks for making time today, man, for me and, and for the Pleasure. team and for any youth people that are listening to this. Um, I've always appreciated chatting with you, getting to know you over the last, well, it's not even the last few years. It's been like 10, I don't know. It long. would be about 10. It would be a long time. Yeah, first first time you guys came down, it was... Awesome. And then just getting to know each other more from there. And obviously yeah, your, your background's a, a little bit into it, but do you just want to, I guess, introduce yourself, explain a little bit about what, what life has been for you in regards of like youth ministry and leadership and, and worship totally. leading and everything. Take, take the floor. Yeah. So I, I was born in the terrific Toowoomba. Come on. Uh, so that land. is where my roots lie. Um, and then probably... Yeah, around six or seven with my family, not by myself. I didn't move as a six or seven-year-old by myself, but we migrated to the Gold Coast uh, and joined a church which is now called Elevation Church from Australia, and we're a part of a great movement called INC, and that's kind of always been a part of my family and history. And yeah, grew up in youth ministry, grew up loving youth ministry. I was the type of kid that if I got in trouble at home, I was told I can't go to youth. It it wasn't that I was grounded. It wasn't that I couldn't play Xbox. It was, hey, I'm going to call you youth pastor (laughs) and say you're not coming and that you can't play guitar. What a power play. And that, uh, yeah, it was a power play. It worked every time. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I repent, mum and dad. I'm I'm so sorry. So grew up in youth ministry was it, 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 I was involved from as soon as they wanted slash let me, uh, and I'm I always have been, always will be super grateful to the leaders that I had because they made a lot of space for me, mm. gave me a lot of time. Always, uh, yeah, they, they they just cared for me really well and nurtured some of the things in my life. And yeah, they cared about me as a person and also developed the giftings yeah, and. Cool the callings in my life really, really well. So I started running our youth creative team uh, here at, at my church, Elevation on the Gold Coast. I think I was about, I want to say, 14 or 15 awesome. years old and I was running the team. And we probably, at the time, we would have had a team of, you know, I'm talking like between like production uh, musicians and vocalists, we probably had about 15. Mm. And then probably by its peak um, of like the team size, we probably had about 50. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, and this this was a mix of students and adults. Mm. Um, so, and when I say adults, like YA, yeah. more so, like just, young adults. Just some 40-year-old so dude. Like, Singing on stage. <laughs> hey, hey, there's I there's a lot of adults that invest in the youth ministries and yep. they do great. They, they 
they're my heroes. That's true. I'm not knocking the 40-year-olds. <laughs> no, no. The 40-year-olds, the they're, they're the heroes. But also, if it's only 40-year-olds, might be a little bit of an interesting yeah. uh, environment. <laughs> anyway, anyway. so, yeah, we probably our team like aged from about 12 to like 25 mm. predominantly. And then probably the unique part to our youth ministry story was um, our youth pastor at the time is is a great guy. Um, he was a songwriter, and I had a bit of a songwriting itch. And the song "Alive" had just come out come from on. Young and Free, and Revival. we murdered that song yep. along with every other, "Alive" and "Wake." Mm. Um, every youth ministry in the world discovered since, yep. and then we all just discovered tracks, and everything was different since then because <laughs> um, no one had up-tempo songs to play mm. on a Friday night. We were all still playing songs. I mean, they go hard still, but like go, yep. break free, take it yep. all. Shout out why If you were, I know, if, <laughs> if you had a, an adventurous enough band, you would try and play like a Planet Shakers song, yeah. but for most of us, it was too complicated. Yep. Or just wasn't the mm. right vibe, um, but that was it. And Young and Free came out with that, and it really served, like if I'd say the church, yeah. widely really well. But then they didn't do anything for a little bit, and so we were heading into a youth camp, and like we need an up tempo song. So mm. we we wrote one, and at at our youth camp, I mean, it was it was probably two hundred people at the youth camp, so mm. it wasn't like it was. A lot of people, but for the 200 people there, it was, it resonated really well. And we yeah, went, great. wow. So we kind of kept doing a little more. And then through relationship and some different friends mm. throughout INC and different networks, they had heard about some of these songs and kind of started asking like, oh, can we play them on a Friday night? Do you have any tracks? Do you, can you send us cause and lyrics? And so that was, we did. That, that was me. <laughs> Yes, yes, that that was. I remember. I remember. And then the the snowball just kind of started and we go, maybe we could serve um, our friends, Mm. our our church, our movement and the church in a way. Um, So then that kind of started the conversation around us releasing music. And we've had the privilege to release, I think now, five projects um, along with a couple other creative endeavors since then and they the lord has used them in ways we could have never dreamed mm. thought thunk think or imagined um and we feel very privileged by that and we hope we can continue to steward that in a way that blesses youth ministries churches and different uh individuals across the world forever so yeah that that's kind of our story um yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's, man. that's my story yeah, and all great. of that. And so I, cool. I still love youth ministries. Uh, I think they. I, I, I would say I, I was sorry. I was also a youth. Pastor. I was gonna. I was gonna bring it up, but I was gonna. I was gonna I, wait I was, to see if you would go first. Be like, you were a youth pastor as well. <laughs> I was a youth pastor for three years. Um, it's a three. At, uh, Sydney. Yeah. Oh wow! I thought years. it was. I thought it was shorter than that. That's awesome. Goodness, that's, that's, that's the average. Ah, yeah. Good well, I, I hit the average um, at our Sydney uh, at our Sydney Church mm. Elevation in Sydney, which was a huge privilege. And before then, during then, and after then, I would still say I think youth ministry is the most fun mm. ministry, and it is the hardest. There okay. is just something about it that is just so phenomenally fun. Mm. 
um, fruitful, uh, but boy, does it require all the faith you have in your body. Yeah. I think when they talk about you need faith as much as a mustard seed, I don't know if that they had been involved in youth <laughs> ministries yet because sometimes I think you need a bit more yeah. than a mustard seed because it's like, whoa. Mm. Uh, but youth ministry is phenomenal. It is we need more of them. We need them to be healthy, fruitful, dynamic, and pioneering. Uh, and I'm super thankful for people like Ben and Highlands wow. and many other youth ministries that I know have been able to play a small part through relationship in. I, I we need more of them. So yeah. I'm well, you know, that, that even like you said before, I used, used to remember the people that sowed into you and it gave you space oh, yeah. to, to lead and, and, and trust so you, you could fall yep. or so you could rise, all those different things. Like that's 100%. that's it. We I, th- I was having a chat with, it probably should be up by the time yours is up as well, Pastor Ronan uh, at City Point. And he he was just talk, talking at the moment. His, his small group leader prayed for him on a Friday and that – Changed everything Amazing. for him, and he still remembers that day. But well, the, the the leader might not, because who knows what sort of night it was for them. But totally, <laughs> you, you never know which kid you're sowing into. That God's got such a great plan, and and that's it. Like all the people that have sowed into you is there's sort of a a, a reaping benefit. That who knows how many generations yep. it could go on, which is just crazy. Totally to think. But you know, know, as uh, when it comes to like youth ministry and all those different things, you've um obviously been involved in so many different areas from whether it's worship, whether it's just leading youth, even even pastoring your own youth group and leading that. Um, I I thought it'd be interesting to have a conversation today around the the culture and heart of worship, because like you mentioned before, we're, you know, both in INC and it's definitely part of our DNA to passionately worship God and encounter him. And for most youth groups uh, across, yeah, really Australia everywhere is that we, we believe in, yeah, people encountering God. Like we're not just doing a PCYC, hanging out with totally. kids. That, that's important, but we want we want to lead them towards Jesus. And 100%. yeah, so I, I wanted to get you on and just just have a few conversations around from what, what all your all your different areas of expertise and what you've seen. Um, yeah, and just just give some pointers for for youth leaders out there, people that are listening, of how to facilitate that culture better. So if if you're keen, man, let's let's jump into it. Let's do it. I'd, I'd love you to speak first on, so let, let's, we, we've, we've talked a lot about the music stuff and all the untalented youth leaders are probably getting ready to switch off because they can't play guitar or, <laughs> or, or sing or clap in time. Um, <laughs> so maybe let, let's take a second and, and focus on them for a bit. So when it comes to leading or creating a worship culture, say where, where kids are encountering a goal, where kids are leaning in, how how can you best do that off stage? So when you're in the crowd, when you're in yep. the seats with kids, how, how can we as leaders do that better? Totally, I think um, I think sometimes we can complicate it from the side of um, music and can almost be a bit uh, daunting mm. at times. Where it's like, okay, I'm not a great singer, so therefore I'm I'm just kind of not going to do this part. Or I might do this part for myself. Mm. Where I would say in every form of leadership when it comes to young people and especially youth ministry, I mean, I would say we, we want every part of our life to be a great example for young people to be able to follow and look towards. But 
especially on uh, whether you meet on a Friday night, whether it might be a Sunday or Wednesday night, whatever it may be, whenever you have those corporate meetings, um, from the moment you turn up as a youth leader till the moment you've finished McDonald's and dropped everyone home and whatever it may be, you're, you're on and Love everything it. you're doing is leading. Mm. And I think most of us know this and we, we act like that. But for some reason, as soon as we get to worship, we almost switch off and go, there's two things that often happen. We either just go, the worship team has got this or this worship time is for me. Yeah, well, And I okay. would say, this is still, yeah, yes, you will have personal moments with God at, as a youth leader when you're worshiping in a youth service, 100%. But we are still there to lead our young people. Mm. And one of the greatest ways we lead is by example. Right. An example can be, yep, we raise our hands, or yes, we sing loudly, mm. or yes, we jump around in the mosh. They're very like um, specific examples, mm. but what I would say is you just got to lead them in how you would naturally worship. Um, and because especially for a young person, when they have not been raised in an environment of faith, in a church building, uh, or even if they have, they're just going to be curious. Mm. They just want to know. And they're, they're often not going to ask. They're often not going to be like, should I raise my hands or not? They're probably just going to respond to some of the leadership and example that you set. Yeah, that's good. So, I, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't want to say, yes, you have to raise your hands mm. during the big chorus and then during the low bridge, you need to be on your knees crying. That's not at all. <laughs> yeah, like the, all the, the different, different hand, hand holdings, like <laughs> ho- holding the fish or like raising the flag. Like that's, that. I, I don't think we need to dial in on those sort of specifics, but what I would say is that you're, you're still leading people mm. um, and it's not on the the song leader or the worship leader or the creative director. It's not on, it's not their job to convince everyone that this is a good idea. We're, we're all playing a part. Now their their part might be a little bit different, Mm. but it's not necessarily more valuable. Like I remember, I mean, we, we tried a ton of things over the years and that's what I would say is, um, I always try and encourage like youth creative teams. That's not a separate ministry to the youth ministry. Yeah, you don't right. have the youth leaders over here and then the youth worship team mm. over there. It is, it is it, how I've seen it being probably the most healthy and effective is that it's one thing. Now you may have someone who looks after the environments at youth, the, mm. the small groups, the, the worship, the, the servant leaders. So you still have department leaders, but they're not siloed where it's like, okay, well, the worship guys are just going to do that, but they're not involved in the rest of it when mm. it's all in together. So we, that's how we ran yeah, and we found like we, we tried lots of different things, mm. but it was all under the banner of, we want to create an effective uh, and easy to engage with environment. Mm. So it's awesome. I mean, that, that comes down to, yeah, and that's on every level, but it's like, okay, I would say if you're off stage, the worship leader is like counting down to the big chorus and everyone's going to jump. You set a great mm. example by you jumping when that time comes. Yeah. Because you're, you're showing the way of like, okay, when, when someone's leading me, I'm, 
I'm following. Mm. Um, so it might sound ridiculous and might feel a bit strange, but I mean, in youth ministry, we are, we are not there for ourselves. Mm. So yeah, I would say it, it might feel a little bit out of your skin, but that's okay. Yeah. It's that that that's a that's a healthy uncomfortability. Mm, um, definitely. Well, it's a joint. It's a joint vision, though, isn't it? Like it's the creative totally. team doesn't have a different vision of what is 100%. what we want to see happen on the night to the other leaders. Is hey, we're all in this together and we're just serving in yep. different parts. So if we're not on the same page, man, we got to get there. Totally. And and here's here's what I would say: worship yeah. has a unique ability, especially in youth ministries. It is the one thing everyone gets to be a part of mm. because um, when it's the preaching or the teaching of the word, even though it is a corporate environment, typically there is one or two people that will share and it's similar to a classroom dynamic mm. where it's there, there is someone at the front speaking to the majority. And that's, that's great. That is needed. So, but that that's one form of communication and engagement. Even in a game, um, if you do like tribal wars or crew battles or what or, or mm. whatever that entertainment side of things, that's closer to worship because often there's larger groups or it might be everyone involved. But rarely you have a hundred percent of people engaged. Yeah, true. Um, in small groups, I mean, we, we do our best to have everyone engaged. But again, I would say it's rare that you've got 100% of the group participating in the conversation or the discussion mm. at all times. But in worship, there is something unique about it where 100% of people can be engaged yeah, really the whole good. time. Oh, so true. Even, yeah. even if they haven't been in that faith environment or don't know um, Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, there's something about music where it's a unifying mm. language and there, there is something that draws people in about music. It's why people can talk about just, if I would say, um, music that isn't about Jesus, there can be almost a spiritual-like feeling yeah. because it's like it, there's a connecting factor. So there's, there, there's a unifying level with it. Mm. And I, I, I would say this, that we should never undermine the power that worship and praise and music can play yeah. in our youth ministries to help connect people. That's, that's, I mean, that's the, the, such a good point. I've never thought about it like that, but that's, that's yeah, so true. It's, it's, it's kind of the, the one part of every Friday night that it, no matter what, everyone can always be involved in. Man, now, that's really good. Uh, uh, not, uh, obviously, most of the time, not if you will have some yeah, of those got, kids that just sit down back. and... Yeah. And, and 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 that's okay, but I would I would say the majority is actually ministering to them. Mm. They don't know yep. it. It's not even necessarily wow. an intentional thing, but we are creating an environment that I mean, they might be on their phones. They they, they could be running around saying words that we we can't repeat um, or shouldn't repeat. Um, <laughs> But there, there is something in the environment that was set with that, and and that's why having, mm. as you talked about before, it's not like the worship team has their own vision, and then the games team has their own vision, and then the environment team. It's like we we all play different roles, yeah. but we are all moving to the same. We're, we're all going the same direction. Yeah, man, that's so, such a great point, though. Just even for kids, and maybe a bunch of student leaders that are probably listening to this of. 
by engaging in worship, by being present is, yeah, you are actually mm. planting seeds in those kids that are sitting at the totally. back that aren't into it, but going, oh, why? There's something about why my friends keep going up the front or why totally. they're so into it. Wow, that, that's fantastic. It, it, I don't know, you, you've even just, I don't know, really opened my eyes even just in this moment to, to seeing that, that if you've got a unity problem in your youth group, if you've got a engagement problem in your youth group, man, worship is the thing that will fix it because, yeah, everyone can get involved in it. 100%. That's so good, man. Wow. That's, that's why you're the expert. <laughs> I'll be far from it. Learn from the times when I didn't do that. Yeah. Oh, goodness, man. No, but I like what you said before about, you know, we're all leaders in the same uh, capacity in youth group. And honestly, this is where I've seen, like, if I look at Highlands here and even when I was a young kid in the worship team and as I've seen kids go through is the, the best leaders you'll get in your youth ministry come from the creative team, come from the worship team because mm. of the the values they learn, the the, the sacrifice totally. you have to make, all those different things. So I, I really think focusing on... Um, yeah, being a, being a leader in the worship team and all those different things is you definitely learn some things from that and helps you grow totally. as, a, as a holistic leader. Um, but yeah, we, we've looked at, I guess, so when you're in the crowd, if you're one of those leaders, um, but for the, for the worship team, well, I know for us, we, we've yeah, got, we've, like similar to what you said when you were um, leading it at Elevation is you had some, you had high schoolers in the band, in the team doing those things. And we're, we're sort of in the same boat. I'm sure a lot of other places are, or they've got a few kids or you've got someone who can sing yep. to the track, whatever it might be. How, how, um, how, can they better, I guess, in, encourage and lead and create the worship culture when they're on stage, when they're that person? Great. I, I think um, I'll touch on a few things. Like Go one thing it. I said before was um, we were super passionate about creating, I mean, this, this part of this is part of our mission statement as a church, but creating environments mm. Um but in those environments, I want them to be easy for people to engage with. Yeah. Especially as a young person, like we more than ever, like study will show us like studies, not just one, but studies will show us like their um, attention span and their retention for information mm-hmm. and detail. So we, we're, we're not necessarily trying to work against that. We're trying to work with that. So environments that it's easy for them to engage with. So that. That will look different for everyone, but I'll tell you some of the ways that practically mm-hmm. outworked for us. We tried to pick songs that were super catchy. Cool. So, the, I mean, on a real practical level, they walked away remembering what the song sounded like, mm. whether that's a hook in the instrumental, whether that's one line, whether that's the melody of the chorus. We're trying to, like... We're, we're not trying to pick songs that it's difficult yeah. for them to remember how the song goes. Yeah, you got to clo- you got to close your eyes for open one and <laughs> just to be like, oh, stop what chorus three? Ooh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, lyrically, we're trying to pick songs that it's easy for them to engage it. Now right. this gets a bit sticky for some people because people will kind of come up against this and be like, well, kids need to like understand what they're mm. singing, and I fully agree and i'm not talking about we want surface level lyrics but again we don't want to overcomplicate it and make Mm. it difficult on a friday night for them to engage honestly just being realistic knowing during the week the amount of other music they listen to 100 the 
I mean, they most of the time our students will have just spent a full day at school learning, mm. so gaining information. Yeah. Information is getting thrown at them. So it's like we want songs that they can engage with really easily yeah. on a Friday night. We don't we don't want to add difficulty mm. to it. So this might mean we do songs um, pretty regularly. Yeah, good. Um, so it's not necessarily like every Friday night all three, four, five, six however many songs you do yep. have to be brand new or mm. different. It's like, man, if if you were if you've found gold in that one fast song, obviously you gotta read the room, but just keep going on yeah, it. Like absolutely. just you, there is nothing wrong with that. Like mm. you as the worship leader or the creative team might get a bit sick of it, but it's not about you, so it's okay. okay. That's it. It's for the kids. If, if 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 you're finding people are engaging with it and responding to it, great. And mm. And you'll know when it's done. You 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 will know when like they have stopped responding to it. Yeah, and and that's okay. That that's when we can move on and go to a different thing. But I think on the lyrical thing, it's we don't. Yeah, songs that don't have nineteen different verses, or if they do, I would be strategic about it and go. The best way to serve our youth ministry is we're going to pick two of them. Yeah, cool. Or may, maybe the chorus has like a different variation that can be sometimes hard to follow. Mm. Like a good example of a song that does this well is What a Beautiful Name. Yeah, Each right. chorus is different. But it, it is easy to follow. Mm. But then you've got a song like So Will I, which is like one of personally one of my favorite songs. Mm. It's incredible. But there is so much lyrical complexity to it that when you do get the moments to sit in it, it's phenomenal. Mm. On a Friday night, in a big worship set, when you've, when, I mean, it's not rare for 20% of our, like, the people in the room to be brand new. Mm. And even for the ones that probably 40% of the room have only been there a month. Mm. And then the rest may be somewhat familiar, but they probably not listened to that song all week. Yeah. So it's it could be difficult for them to engage with. So I would say it's just being strategic with some of those things. And we can sometimes laugh about it with songs like Set a Fire, where it's like at a youth camp, man, we just sing that song for an hour. Yep. And it's easy to almost point back and laugh on it, but there's a reason why we do that. Yeah. The reason is is that it gets in people's spirit, it gets in people's minds. They don't have to think about what they're singing. Now, don't get me wrong. Thinking is good. We like mm. it, The Bible is pretty clear about that. He wants to engage our mind. But in some of these moments, especially with young people, we're trying to serve them. So I would say let's serve them in the song choices we use. Yeah, that's great. And go so, sometimes some of those easier things to mm. pick up, remember. And, I mean, the, the um, add-on effect is that they can take it home. Yeah, and it's still in their mind. That's it's it. not just a Friday night thing. Yeah, and and they can be engaging with their words, but you know, it, it could take a while for their heart to get it. Like as as totally. you were saying that set of fire. I remember even times I'm in worship going, oh, like I'm saying it one more time. It's like that moment in the Bible with um Elisha, where it's like that his, his last moment as a prophet, and you know tells the king or whatever, yes. you know, strike the ground x amount of times, and he goes, oh, why why did you stop? And it's sort of like that, like, you know, yeah, it can feel a bit dry, repeating and repeating, but, man, for one kid, it could just need that one more time to go, oh, I get it now. Totally. Power in it, yeah. And, yeah, and so the, the other thing I would go to is, like, however you can, 
as a creative director, worship mm. leader, or, or whatever that role is, or if you have a uh, a position of leadership and influence, I would always try and find ways to create memories and moments. That's good. I think in youth ministry, we um, we overestimate um, sometimes the power of like a message. Um, like a preach or, or, or even like, uh, or, or whatever things might be, we, cause there's so much information flowing towards people. Mm. And sometimes we can go, we, we put so much work into this, like this 20 minute teaching and let me be clear. We need to, we, we need to give a great presentation. We need to, um, sharpen our craft and our skill and we need yeah. to present those things really well, but more often than not, that they're sowing seeds, hundred yeah, percent, and we should never stop sowing seeds mm. ever. But majority of people, and this is in churches as well, this is in young adult ministries, this is just in life. People rarely remember messages. Mm. Now those seeds have been sown. Thank God for that. What people remember is memories and moments. Yeah which is why things like a youth camp is so special because people have created memories and moments that will last for them for a, mm. la- for a lifetime. So how that can translate to a normal Friday night is like if, I mean, for ages, anytime you got to the drop of a big up-tempo song, we would either go, whoop, there it is, Come on. or... The wow. youth, the youth, the youth is on fire. Uh, we don't yep. need the devil because the devil wow. is a liar. That's biblical. Very good. <laughs> but what that yeah, does 100%. for people is that's a memory in a moment and they don't forget yeah. those. And it's, like it's those declarational as well. 100%. Like those rowdy kids are getting into it like you don't know the power of what you're saying, but you're saying it. Totally. And, uh, and that's like we can almost like turn our nose up at things of like, when people jumping around and getting mm. pumped in the motion, hundred percent. We we want a safe environment that everyone can engage with. But in that, we want to be able to create those memories and moments for mm. people because they last. They last more often than not. They last much longer than a message title or point number seven yep. in your forty-five minute teaching. Yeah, um, they're great and they're needed. But I just think if. However, we can create memories and moments for young people. Those sorts of things can last with them genuinely for a That's lifetime. That's so good, man. That's so I, true. I, I do not remember many, if I dare say it, any of the yeah. messages that were ever preached to me at a youth camp. Yeah. I know they were transformational for me, but I don't remember what they were. Mm. But I remember the environment I was in. I remember some of the songs that I sung. Mm. I remember some of the moments where someone laid hands on yep. me. I, I remember some of the – so that's where I go, however we can cultivate those and they will look different mm. for everyone and you, they have to outwork through your vision and through your mission. But however we can find those, those are gold. Yep. I, I, yeah, I cannot just emphasize that enough. Memories and moments are so crucial for mm. young people, and I would just say anyone yep. in general. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Dude, that, that's gold, man. Well, I hope I hope that's plenty of things to write down there, man. Even I'm already thinking, going, oh, actually, there's some things we should be focusing a bit more on. Because again, yeah, it's all of this 
It's for the sake of these kids. Like you said, it's it's not, it is not my worship time. If there's a benefit of me getting to worship, man, that's fantastic. And yeah, I'll be an example, but man, end goal is that these kids are encountering Jesus, that they're having their moments and they're, you know, remembering those things. These are the seeds that are going to be there for the rest of their lives. They're going to look back on. Uh, It's so true, man. It's so true. Uh, that's great, man. Um, just I've got a few questions from some of my team. If you're happy to answer, let's do it. Let's I thought, hit it. Thought we'd get a bit specific, and there is, I'll, I'll go with one. Well, really, is just I can probably sum them up to two questions. And okay, one cool. one is essentially off the off the stage. This was a good question. I thought it was pretty practical as well as um one one of my leaders, Josh, was asking about well, what's the best way to. Or, or the best thing to do is that when when God calls us to pray for someone during worship, and they're worshiping God, what, what's the best way to go about that? Like you know, do I interrupt them? What, what if they're having a moment with God? But I really feel like I should pray for them. You know, and you yeah, see wow. some people do it well, you see some people do it bad. But what, again, from someone who is trying to help create that atmosphere for people to encounter God in, and, and yes, sometimes there's prayer, sometimes it's just focusing on worship. How can our leaders? Uh, learn to navigate that moment well? Totally. I, I think like um, there's being sensitive like spiritually and mm. then being sensitive practically. Okay. So spiritually I would be going, okay, if maybe you feel like God has said, hey, just go over there and pray for them and it, it might not be like a, around a specific thing. Mm. It might just be like you just feel the need to go pray for them. Um practically uh, spiritually within that um that can go a few different ways but if you feel like the lord said like almost something go pray for a very specific thing Mm -hmm. well if that specific thing you think will require a bit of conversation um maybe it's best to like pull them out of the room or pull them to the back of the room Mm -hmm. and be like hey i just feel like god's like giving me something to share with you I mean, if you're doing that and you're right next to the, like the PA <laughs> and the yep. speaker, they practically they may not hear even you. hear you. Yeah, wow. I know. It may, it may just be so – or you have to yell it at them so they think you're angry and it's like, whoa, 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 <laughs> yeah. hey, 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 what's, what's going you. on here? Um, so I, I would just – we balance practicality mm, and spirituality. That's a really uh, good point. They, they actually go together. They're, they're not enemies of each other. Mm. Um or you, you might go, hey, no, I actually feel like there's something a bit heavy about this. Maybe after the service is better, let them just let seeds be sown through worship. Um, let let seeds be thrown, sown through the word and maybe mm. a response and ministry time. Um, and then afterwards, I know there's a situation going on. So practically, I'm just going to wait till after so we can get yeah, into cool. a bit of a conversation and then pray. But I, I would encourage anyone the more you do it, you'll pick up those intuition. And um, God's not weird. We can make things weird. So <laughs> I would just be being yourself will be, you, you'll do right. a great job. No, that's and a really it, good way to okay. put it, man. That's a really good way to put it. Um, all right, ne- next question. This this is one probably specifically for those in a creative team or a band. And I think it's a good point because I read the question and I go, oh, I was like that when I was younger. And, you know, maybe you find sometimes with creative people is there can be a little bit mm, prideful might be the wrong word, but, you know, like you, you get a little bit like confident about yourself. Someone yes. makes a decision you disagree with. Like I, I remember looking back on some old messages I would yep. have sent creative leaders when yeah. I was younger going, Oh, I was an idiot. That's so mean. 
<laughs> and but it's a good question of going, okay, well, if we know this is something that can happen in people, because yeah, creativity is something inside of us. It can feel very personal. Yes. Um, yep. How how can we work on, I guess, being more humble or respectful to those that are in charge when it comes to creative decisions and songs, and you know, when you might feel passionate yeah. about something? What, what's some some advice from again someone who's been doing it for a long time as a young kid now and a slightly older kid? Totally. I think um, what helps um, young people especially, but again, I'd just say most people, is simple clarity. Mm. Um, so if there's if there's a clear process on how, let, let's use the songs for an example. Yep. Um, you, you might have someone who disagrees with the song choice. If there's a clear um, system and process for who and how the songs are decided, even if someone has an issue with it or a frustration or a complaint, mm. they've got someone to go talk to about it. Cool. Where if it's like, oh, like we turn up to our Tuesday night practice after school and we're all just going to pick the songs together, mm. not saying that's wrong, but sometimes when there's that um, lack of simple clarity or understanding, that it different opinions can get thrown out. And if we use the analogy of there's too many chefs in the kitchen, yep. it can get a bit confusing. Mm. So I would say some, sometimes the best way we can serve um, helping people understand uh, humility in mm-hmm. that and submitting and sometimes going, it might not be my preference, but things are going to be okay. As leaders, I think we should always take the responsibility first of going to create a great process for clarity on how these things happen. Mm. Um, And then I would say for young people, they just sometimes need someone to talk to because we all have to, I would say we're never fully going to avoid it because that's part of the process of learning is sometimes we will have an immature or irresponsible response. Mm. But again, if I bring it back to the leaders we have to be um, we have to have the right mindset, right headspace mm. and the ability to rise above that and go, I'm almost gonna swallow up your um, reaction to this or response and go this is something you have to learn through. you know I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put this against you. I'm not gonna now label you as, I would say this is common in potentially you might have like one young singer who's yep. awesome, who's like crushes it. They're so good. But then when they don't get to sing the song they um, want to sing, they can be labeled a diva. Right. Or, And I would say we have to do a great job of helping lead them through mm. that. Because if they're used to something, that's just because it's a culture they've been brought up in or an environment, and they may they may have a great gift on their life, and we mm. don't want to squander that, but we also know in life it just doesn't always go the way you want it yeah. to. So it's a part of – this is one of the sometimes nuances of youth ministry where mm. you do have to take a little more time and care with processing some of this with uh, young people. But I would say – if we have a mindset of we're building the church, the kingdom, and this is much more than just a high school ministry, but we're going to build people that have followed Jesus mm. for the rest of their life and outwork their giftings for the rest of their life, 
these are some of the most foundational and crucial things we mm. could help disciple and teach and lead in young people. Yeah, that's so good. Fantastic, man. Well, dude, thank you so much for speaking into us and even for, for, for being a friend of, of Highlands Youth and Highlands. Like you've been around Always, for years. Forever. You, you've helped us grow in this capacity. So if, if you happen to be listening to this and you're not one of the youth leaders at Highlands, uh, make sure you get around Elevation Youth Music or just, just Lockie Holmes himself. Get him to your youth <laughs> group. Hang out with him. Buy him a coffee and just get to know him because he's a great great person and a great help um, when it comes to all of this stuff so thank you man thank you for your friendship appreciate your time speaking to us and hopefully I'm sure at some point in the future you'll be gracing Toowoomba with your your presence again it would be my honour coming up the mountain it would be my (laughs) honour All right, man thanks so much have a good one thanks everyone for listening Amen Amen